Hello and welcome back to the Red River Horror Podcast. I am your host, Joza Kresge. This is episode 19. I am once again all by myself, but hey, that's okay. Eddie will be back sometime soon and hopefully got some other guests lined up, some more fun things coming your way. I hope that everybody had a pleasant Thanksgiving. Mine was, you know, it was an interesting year. Uh, nothing really scary to talk about in regards to the horror genre, so we'll let that one go. Um, but if you want to know something about Joe, that's me, is that Joe is very much against the ho, ho, ho until after Thanksgiving. That's right. I don't do any of the Christmas before Thanksgiving. So if it's a late Thanksgiving, then it's a short Christmas season, and that's the way it goes. If it's an early Thanksgiving, it's a long season. I don't care. I'm not doing it until after Thanksgiving. Some people I know like to start right after Halloween. I don't agree with it, but I'm not going to stop you. Will I judge you? Not to your face. I will keep that to myself and probably right here on this podcast. So if you do it, I'm sorry, you're judged. Now, if you do it like a day or two before, just because you have some time off before Thanksgiving, who, how can I give you a hard time about that? I can't. It's really none of my business what you do. So we'll leave it at that. Anywho... What we'll get on to today, what I wanted to talk to you guys about, we'll keep this, we'll keep this brief, but something fun just to get started, the uh, the Christmas feels, because there's a ton of Christmas horror movies that we'll probably get into, but not to start. So what I figure, because I'm by myself, I'm going to talk to you guys about something that I had a lot of fun with that... Um, that I didn't grow up with, and I think most of the people who listen to this got into these things the same way I did. And we'll say the first one of those is uh, Krampus. Now, I don't know how you know Krampus. The first time I've ever heard of Krampus was actually from a beer that's called Krampus. And the other way I heard of it was from a delightful show I don't know if you guys remember this, called The League. It was on FX. And then FXX maybe to finish up. Who knows? They changed, that channel changes things up so much. But yeah, so was it Southern Tears Krampus? That was the first time I had heard of Krampus. I'm like, what is this thing? And then you have Taco, the character from The League, dressing up as Krampus. And he's putting kids, naughty kids in his sack. And he takes them away. It's pretty terrifying. The other thing about Krampus is that it spawned not one, but two Krampus movies. There was the first one released in 2015 that I did see that I tell you this, I couldn't tell you anything I remember about it other than I don't think I disliked it as much as I thought I was going to. I'm pretty sure I watched it being like, Hey, this is going to be really dumb, but the cast is good because, I don't know, if you like, you know, we got there David Koechner, I know him, Tony Collette, know her, and of course, Adam Scott. So it's got, it's got a cast, so I'll give you that first recommend, even though I said I wasn't going to do movies this week. There's your first one if you wanted to check out Krampus. Again, can't remember if I actually, like. I remember it was just a little, it was, it was kind of silly. But not very silly. Yeah. And then it's a it's follow-up sequel, Krampus, The Devil Returns. We'll definitely uh, avoid that one. Let's take a look. I just want to see what Krampus, The Devil Returns has. Let's see. 
1.6 out of 10 rating on IMDb, and it's a 23% rotten on Rotten Tomatoes. Huh. How about that? A shocker to no one, and compared to its predecessor, 6.2 out of 10 on IMDb, and a 66% fresh. So yeah, maybe you might enjoy that one, but I think more people are familiar with the Krampus story. It's, you know, he's the reverse Santa Claus. He kept, you know, if children are naughty, he will take them away and he will punish them. Usually I think it's actually just straight up kills them, but I didn't dig too much into that. The other one that I really wanted to do some more talk on, and I was brought into this character from the show, The Office. Now, how many of you have bells ringing in your head if you heard, if you've ever watched The Office? And that, of course, is Bellsnickel. Bellsnickel is similar to Krampus and was brought to a lot of our attentions by Dwight Schrute, the character on The Office, who came in to The Office dressed as Belschnickel, and he was giving out gifts for those who were admirable and punishments for those who were impish. So you're impish or admirable. Now, it seemed like something that was just real silly and how you could come up with that. It's like, oh, okay, maybe it's just, you know, a fake fake Krampus thing or, you know, why would Dwight be into Belschnickel instead of Krampus? And then the reason for it is absolutely blew my mind and the writers of that show deserve so much credit for doing the research is because Belschnickel is unique to the Pennsylvania Dutch. It's not everywhere. Like Krampus is more well-known. Belschnickel comes from a very specific region of, I guess you could say uh, Bavaria because it really was came before Germany was a country. So Bavaria and then, you know, the people, the Pennsylvania, you know, the Germans who came here that we call Dutch instead of Deutsch came here and brought along a lot of their wonderful culture. That is pretty much the Christmas that we all celebrate in most of the Western world comes from Germanic cultures, which, you know, hey, pretty cool. But Thinking of that, it's you know first thing is like oh they made this up they didn't make it up it comes from an actual it's an actual thing, so what what can we learn about like what is Belsnickel or as I say it on the office Belsnickel is Belsnickel that's how I'm gonna say it or maybe I'll drop in a Belsnickel, but anyway so I found some research dug up through some local Pennsylvania blogs because this is actually celebrated in parts of PA the character Belsnickel. So let's see. Here we go. The Belschnickel is a loud, cantankerous guy dressed in furs and carrying a bundle of birch switches who visits children in the weeks before Christmas asking whether they've been nice or naughty in the preceding year. So they pr- maybe they do go up and say, like, were you nice or naughty? And then get a little smack. But I prefer the impish or admirable because that's just funny. All right. So where the heck does he even come from? So Belschnickel is he's a creature of folklore from the was it Pal- Palatinate 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 region Palatinate region of southwest Germany. I got it. I think I got it. Someone correct me if I'm wrong. I'm definitely wrong, but hey, those are the breaks. So obviously they brought that to America with them. I'm not familiar with Germany 
German geography, German geography, say that five times fast, German geography. I'm not familiar with German geography that much, so I can't really tell you. I'm pretty sure it's like southeast or southwest because it might be around the border of Austria. So, yeah, <laughs> just guessing. So let's see. He's also, ooh, he's got alternate names. Very dope. Let's see. What else do they call Bell Schnickel? He's also known as uh, Chris Kinkle, <laughs> like a kinky Chris. No, like Chris Kinkle. So, like, opposite of Chris Crinkle. I don't know. Belt Nickel. All right. Pell's Nickel. And sometimes as the Christmas Woman. Yo. So maybe Belschnickel's not a, maybe it was always a woman, because if, you know, you got to say Santa Claus is a man, why not have the opposite be a woman? We can get into that, because there's a town, might finish the episode with the Italian one, who knows? We'll see where we go with this. We're just going to have some fun this week. So let's see. So some see the Belschnickel as an allegation of forgiving, gift-giving St. Nicholas and Krampus, a horned half-goat, half-demon who during the Christmas season punishes children who misbehave. We already know that. So as Krampus has been taking off, Belschnickel gets a little love in there too, thanks to the office. So let's say... Whilst the name Belschnickel is a compilation of the German words bells, which translate into fur, and nickel, which refers to Saint Nicholas, <laughs> furry Nick. Furry Nick has a furry. Da, 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 da. <laughs> I'm a silly guy sometimes, you know. So basically, they nailed it on the office. He dresses in those torn and tattered, dirty clothes topped with a cloak and assorted furs. It's pretty cool, you know. Sometimes adorned with bits of foliage, deer antlers, and other natural decorations. What would other natural decorations be? We pretty much covered all of them with leaves and sticks and deer antlers. I guess you could toss some berries on you, some extra sticks, maybe some shit. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. It's not my, not my thing to dress up. Though it should be. You'd think it would be because I like the horror movies and ho love Halloween. But for some reason, costumes and cosplays never been my strong suit. What are you going to do? So let's see. What exactly does Belschnickel do to scare you? What is scary about him? Let's see. All right. Unlike his predecessors, the Belschnickel doesn't make the rounds with Santa, like, similar to Krampus, whereas Krampus is pretty much like tethered to Santa, I believe. Okay. Instead, he visits the home of children throughout the community on his own. Hmm. The first hint of his approach is the tapping on the outside of windows by the switches carried by the Belschnickel as he slips through the darkness just outside the house. Okay, so that's going to be fun. I could do that to my kid or my niece. Just go around with some sticks. Just tap, tap, tap. Tap, tap, tap. I would need a ladder, but still. Hey, if you want me to scare your children, I gladly will. Otherwise... I'll also dress as Santa, and you can wake them up in the middle of the night, and, you know, they can have a pleasant thing. Like, I saw Santa! But it'll just be me, dressed as Santa. I'll probably be a little drunk. I'll need a designated driver, so someone come get me. And we'll make it happen. It's been done before. All right, back to Belschnickel. Then, suddenly, the door bursts open, and he rushes into the house, instantly menacing the children with his gravely voice, jerky movements, and probing questions. All right. He quizzes the children on their relative naughtiness or niceness. 
Have they been nice towards their brothers and sisters? Have they done their chores without complaint? Have they been respectful of their elders? Have they cleaned their rooms? What was something that they did was nice. So you, he's going to call you out. You got to prove it. You're not going to get away with nothing. You got to, you got to give Belgenickel something. Otherwise, you're going to get whacked with a switch. And saying a switch just makes me laugh every time because I don't know. My understanding of switches could be anything, but usually it's a stick. And I, so he's got his little sticks. I don't like getting hit with sticks. It doesn't tickle. So let's see. Children who can't attest to their niceness are worried with the threat of a swat or two with the bundle of birch switches that the bell schnickel carries in one hand. On the other hand, those who felt confident in recounting their good acts could expect some treats from the bag uh, the, 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 from the bag the bell schnickel clutched in his other hand. Those treats generally included small cakes, candies, and nuts. Okay. So let's have to take a look into more of that. So more of candies and nuts. And hey, somebody knows this one. I bet you my buddy Jeff knows. What was the one where we would leave our shoes out and someone would put candy in our shoes? Somebody's going to have to remember that one and tell me because I cannot remember for the life of me. That's what it's making me think of. Because I think it's like, oh, if you were good, you got candy in your shoes. If not, you didn't. Are you just going to get candy in your shoes anyway? Hmm. Either way, who knows? I can't I can't remember. But if you're just getting like snacks and stuff, I mean that's pretty cool, especially to have around at like some kind of Christmas festival. I mean, I could try and go down to the Christmas village down in Philly and try and pull it off there, but during the times of the COVID, it might be frowned upon and I'll have a mask on my face and I'll probably get confused for being homeless and asked to leave because I look like a bum. And then I'll say things like, hey, that's prejudice. And they'll say, no, it's not. You look like an idiot. And I'll be like, but I'm Belschnickel. And they're like, well, get over it and get out. Eh, what are you going to do? Hey, beer. Belschnickel's got a beer. You know what? I think I knew that. Belschnickel Lagers. That's from Stout's. Is Stout still brewing? I think something's up with Stout. Something, Something's happening with them. Something that's not very happy, but... We will avoid talking about that. But that's pretty cool That's like, this this character, the Belschnickel, has those Pennsylvania roots, even though he that's uh, not a very scary character. But neat. Neat that it is rare. A lot of people know about it, probably think that it's fake just from the office. But it's not. If we could go out to certain parts of PA in Pennsylvania Dutch country, then we could check it out. But I am not one of those to go out that way because that involves driving and uh, I don't know. That's not something I'm maybe I will. I should do that. I should be more active for the Christmas season. Instead, I just go through the motions. But hey, what are you going to do? Because you know what terrifies me? My bank account. You want to talk about a horror story? How much money I got to spend to get through these holidays? Am I right? Yeah, I am right. This stuff's not cheap. So... Any hoots, let's see something. I gotta, let's go back to Krampus because the horror movie, it's like he's just killing people. Let's see. Is there anything special that he does or is it just a kill? Because Bel- Belschnickel's, that seems like on appearance, scary. Actual act, you're just going to get slapped with a switch. 
So you're just going to get hit with some sticks or you get, ooh, piece of candy or cake or something. I don't know. That's more cute. Let's see. Let's see. Yeah. So Krampus definitely kills kids. There's a first first thing while we're looking for it. You're on with me. You're with me, Joe Zakreski, at the Red River Horror Podcast on a journey to find out if Krampus kills kids. And uh, what we found out is, yeah, he does. So we got that going for us. Meh. Yeah, Krampus definitely kills. I'm trying to look for these debates, but nothing, nothing too crazy. Nothing too crazy. I mean, when you see pictures of him, you just Google, it's like, yeah, that's definitely way scarier than the Belschnickel. Uh, because, you know, he's out there to kill the children if they are bad. And I just realized that whole thing with the shoes and the candy. It just hit me. That is the Feast of St. Nicholas. So you put your shoes out and the candy goes in it. And then if you get like sticks or twigs, similar to like a switch from Bilschnickel, you get the Krampus and the Krampus comes and then he comes and he kills you. Oh, thank goodness. I remember that. That was that was really preventing me from continuing to talk because it's all I could think about. I'm like, what was that for? It was like right around Christmas. Bang. That's what it was for. Feast of St. Nicholas. Okay. So we got some time and let's add a third one because we've heard of Krampus. We've heard of Belschnickel. I just found it really neat that Belschnickel was, you know, unique to not far from the area of Pennsylvania that I was born and raised in. It's pretty interesting how it's like from Philly where it's just, you know, a city, you know, we're a city with our own, you know, traditions, cultures, whatever you want to call it. It's its own unique zone. And then really not that far from it. The way that our state changes, the way the Pennsylvania changes is like crazy. And you don't have to go too far, but it's unique. And it's a, it's worth the trip if you're from out of town to check out certain places. So heck, I still, you know, I'll get around to it. I've been to most of these. I just don't do it like I used to. Okay, so I want to introduce you folks to something that I found like when I was looking into this. I was like, hey, let's see if there's what else is out there. And there's a few more that I'm going to keep in my pocket. But this one I thought was pretty interesting because when I was talking about the Belschnickel that like as the Christmas woman, I was like, I wonder if there are like, is there like an evil woman or whatever? And we've got one. And her name is Bethania. Bethana? Bethania. So she is from Italian folklore. Ah, buongiorno. That's Italian, right? Yeah, that's Italian. So Bifania or Bifana. Ah, bear with me with the names, people. I'm doing everything I can. So her deal is, so not on Christmas Day, not on like the Feast of St. Nicholas. She comes around the Epiphany. So that's what, week after the week after Christmas, but hey, that's so cool. So let's say Epiphania is the Latin word with the Greek origins, meaning manifestation. Okay, so that's where the name probably, that's where the name comes from. Her deal is in Italian folklore, Epiphania visits all the children of Italy on the eve of the Feast of the Epiphany to fill their socks with candy and presents if they are good, or a lump of coal or dark candy if they are bad. In many poor parts of Italy, in particular rural Sicily, a stick in a stocking was placed instead of coal. Being a good housekeeper, many say she will sleep 
sweep the floor before she leaves. To some, the sweeping meant the sweeping away of the problems of the year. The child's family typically leaves a small glass of wine, of course they do, and a plate of a few morsels of food, often regional or local for Bifania. And I'm sure those morsels are some kind of cheese and some kind of cured meat. And then looking at these pictures, traditional type witch portrayed hag riding a broomstick, black shawl, covered in soot, so she's dirty. All right, and often she's carrying a sack or a hamper filled with candy and gifts or both. Okay. Now, there's the legend behind her is that she was, let's say, ooh, she was approached by the Magi a few days before the birth of Jesus. So they asked her for directions for where the Son of God was, and they had seen the star in the sky. Okay, so she helped them find them. I was hoping to find a little more evil about her, just because you hear witch, and you expect a little more. But let's see. Let's see. Uh, let's see. Okay, here's an alternate one. Legend of Bifania starts at the time of the birth of baby Jesus. And okay. So Bifania spent her days cleaning and sweeping. One day the Magi came to her, so similar to the door, in search of the baby Jesus. However, Bifania turned them away because she was too busy cleaning. Feeling guilty, she eventually decides to find Jesus on her own by following a bright light in the sky, which she believes to point the way. She brings along a bag filled with baked goods, gifts for Jesus, and a broom to help the new mother clean. Okay, that you're just going to bring Mary a broom? All right. Sure. That's fine. All right, so here's the here's the kicker. She's not widespread tradition. It's not something that's, like, very well known in Italy. So if you ask an Italian friend or if you're Italian yourself, be like, I never heard of this. And be like, well, of course you haven't. I dug this up. I was hoping for a little more to find something with a little more creepy, but she's more like Italian Belschnickel. And, you know, what are you going to do? You don't really associate Christmas with murder of children other than our pal Krampus. But, you know. The search continues. I got another one for you that's not coming out until later because his deal isn't Christmas. It's after Christmas. Imagine like a Lent demon. Now, if you can guess the country of origin where they would have some kind of punisher for the Lenten season, it would have to be quite Catholic country. So there's your only hint that I can give you. Uh, Let's say let's read a poem. For Bifania. See if we get anything kind of creep. I'm going to read it in a creepy tone for you. Let's see if we can catch this spirit. The Bifania comes by night. With her shoes all tattered and torn, she comes dressed in the Roman way. Long live the Bifania. Here comes, here comes the Bifania. She comes from the mountains in the deep of the night. Look how tired she is, all wrapped up in snow and frost in the north wind. Here comes, here comes the Bifania. You know what? We could actually turn that into a pretty cool horror movie. Be a good character for a horror movie. And be a good twist on that, because how many witch movies are there involving Halloween season or ones where it's just completely random, like The Witches, which is the Dolly the not so not dolly with doll raw doll yeah the book and then the movie that i saw one time and now there's another one on hbo max but if we made a film we'll just together imagine the potential 
of having a movie where, uh, you know, we have a witch that goes around swiping up children on Christmas or right after Christmas. Like they're enjoying their toys and then BAM! You're taken. Alright, and let's see. So they tried to do one, but it was a comedy and that was in Italy. It was only released in Italy and Spain in the Italian language. I mean, you give it your best. You see what you can do and you take it from there. So, I mean, that's pretty much how we treated this episode, but you know, what are you going to do? We're going to be back with me and Ed next episode, I believe. Still looking for some fun stories. There is, I know I keep saying it, so but I'm saying it out loud because it's a reminder for me to make sure they can firmly schedule with some other ghostly experiences. But let's have some fun this Christmas season. We'll keep it lighthearted. Some good conversations, some good riffing the way a podcast should be. You know what I mean? And uh, that's all for now. This has been episode 19 of the Red River Horror Podcast. I am your host, Joe Zakreski. And as always, keep traveling those channels of fear.